For this cause I Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation, stewardship, of the grace of God which is given me to you ward. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, hidden truth. As I wrote aforetime, before, in few words, whereby, when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, and of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the Gospel. Whereof I was made a minister, according to the grace of God given unto me by the effectual, effective, working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold, many-sided, wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we boldness and access with confidence by the faith in him. Wherefore I desire that you faint not, do not lose heart, at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, and length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth, surpasses, knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Ephesians 3. You know so many words and thoughts can come to mind when we think the word grace and one that always comes to my mind is the title, His Grace and as our King Eternal, Jesus is the very essence of grace. I would even dare go so far as to say, He is grace, as He is love, He is mercy, He is humility, beauty, and gentleness and rightfully so because He is divine. Which is why He is capable of showering us with a love that goes beyond our realm of human understanding. A love that we do not even possess the knowledge to fathom, but we can certainly rest in that love and he invites us to do so. The title His Grace alludes to goodwill, compassion, elegance, and the display of mercy to all that will approach his throne and ask for that mercy. Our human understanding of grace versus the reality of grace is what often becomes the problem for us. For many it is so hard to simply accept the salvation and forgiveness of sin that mercy and grace offers freely, because we with human thoughts think there must be some kind of catch something to make us worthy. When truly we are never worthy, never will be worthy, it is simply he is worthy and his mercy provides that blood covering for us. Romans 5 speaks of the fall of man, you know, the basics, the serpent tempted Eve, Eve tempted Adam, and all three were punished and all of mankind from that point forward was born into sin. Now, I know it is often asked, why did the actions of those three fall on us all, or why didn't God just make a new earth? Think about this, all who are and were, and will be were created before the foundations of the earth. We were already set in motion, to be in existence and as far as the new earth, it will be, when it comes down in the fulfillment of the prophecy of John. 
And these things must be taken on faith and he could have destroyed all of them in the garden, but nothing would exist as we know and I personally believe that also includes us. I want to give a few verses that explain that mystery of that through the fall of Adam, humans were condemned but by the grace through Jesus, all who will, can be forgiven through the acceptance of that grace. Romans 5 17-21 For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore as by the offense of one, false step, judgment came upon all to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, one righteous act, the free gift came upon all men justified into life. Moreover the law entered that the offense, sin, might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. There is also your proof of that legal mentality that either through others, or the devil, or even our own minds, tries so hard to discourage us from accepting his grace. But grace always goes above and beyond all level that sin has attained. Just as in all things God goes above and beyond all we could ever even think, his mercy and grace to forgive our sins is absolutely no exception to his rule. And the flip side to the thoughts of grace is this, as we need to always be mindful of that grace, accept that grace, and don't be telling the Lord oh, I don't deserve forgiveness, or I haven't been that bad. It is never about deserving anything and it is also never about being good enough, it is all about his free gift and the truth of this, by not accepting his free gift, we are essentially telling him that we are our own salvation and there is no such thing, we cannot save ourselves and all our refusal and rejection of him really says is that we are so prideful and self-willed that we would rather chance being lost eternally and forever condemned because of those sins, as to humble ourselves into the hands of God. More good advice from Galatians 2:21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain, died for nothing. And that is what we are saying when refuse that grace. Now equally as big a problem, those who take that grace and then use it as a pass to do whatever they wish. James 4:17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. When we know better, when we know that actions are wrong, we will be guilty of that wrong. One of the most disturbing things I have heard people say, that they would do something in anger, that they knew was wrong, and ask God to forgive them for it later. He does not work that way, if we sin, we must ask forgiveness but we can't willfully sin and then expect him to forgive us. These attitudes jump, one says it another says and then it sounds like a good ideal and we have so many false teachings in our world today, the groovy gurus, and the old goat and candy coat spreading so much false doctrine of gumdrops, lollipops, and candy-coated Christianity that we now have a major case of sugar decay to try to repair. Think about it today, think about what grace means to you and remember these words from Ephesians 2 8, For by grace, are ye saved through faith. It is not my grace. It is not your grace. It is His grace and for that we should always be mindful, thankful, and most of all, grateful. Peace and love till next time. Thanks for reading and God bless you.